Welcome to Discovering Spirit Within. This is Reverend Deborah Phillips coming to you from Spiritual Life Center in Sacramento, California. My topic today is listening. And I'm not quite sure when I want to talk about it, except that over the past couple of weeks, I've been involved in some situations where I've been needing to explain things to people, and I keep wanting them to listen to me. And they do, but then I realize that they're not necessarily hearing what I'm saying. And so listening, hearing, what are they? What's the difference? Sometimes I think I know, and sometimes I know I don't know. But if I say something to a person, it's like you're listening to this now. You can also say that you're hearing it, but probably what will happen, or it could happen, let's put it that way, I'm not making any guarantees here, is that you'll listen to this, I'll say a few things, and like three hours later, or a year later, or however long later, you might stop and go, oh, I really hear that now. And it's important, I think, for us to understand this dynamic of listening and hearing. We use the words interchangeably, but over the past couple of weeks, and I am not complaining because this is just the way life is, I've been trying to help some people work through a situation, and I have been saying things, but I haven't necessarily felt heard, even though I know that they were sitting there listening. I think being heard has to do with context, has to do with experience, has to do with being able to connect to other things. So if I start to tell somebody about a situation that they have no relationship to, that they're not involved with, it's like I'm talking about this thing over here in the corner, and they've never even seen this thing in the corner, or they've seen it from a distance, and I start discussing the intricacies of that thing, how it's built, where it came from, they might be just sort of listening to the words, and but are they really hearing it? Is it going into their heart? Are they connecting with all of the meaning that is coming from this conversation? And probably not. If they walked over and picked up the object and started looking at it and saw how intricately it was designed and put together, um, then they might start to have a little bit more of a feeling for what is going on. And so then they start to, oh, I really hear what you're saying. This may, I'm sitting here wondering if this is even worth talking about, but I think it is because we need to think about what we're hearing, how we're listening. I once knew a woman and she came close to being one of the few heroes I've had in life. I have never known anybody who listened the way she did. When you talked to her, you were the only person in the universe, not just in the room. You were the only person. The two of you were there. And she looked you in the eye and she listened. And I believe she really heard what you were saying as well. I think it was natural for her. I think some of us need to cultivate that. And in the, in the world that we live in now, in this complicated, distracting, hoo-ha world, we do well just to, just to listen or hear basic information, like, I'll be back in a while, I'm going to go pick up eggs, um, get that report in by noon. I'm, you know, I mean, there's just this general information that we have for living in our everyday life. Uh, that's about all we can actually absorb sometimes because there's so much coming at us from so many different directions. 
And this affects our relationships. It affects our relationship with each other. It affects our relationship with the world. And in some respects, as I am working through this thing that I've got going, it's actually affecting my relationship with myself. Because first, if I'm not feeling heard, then I'm... I'm like, well, either they're not listening to me, wah, wah, or um, I'm not doing a good enough job of communicating, so I'm not being kind to myself. Um, not feeling heard also means, well, maybe I'm just nuts. Maybe what I'm saying doesn't mean anything, and I should just go off and get some M&Ms and, you know, have a good afternoon. So um, understanding this listening, hearing dynamic is important on in all levels of life. You know, again, I'm saying is that a lot of times when we don't feel heard, it's because the other person doesn't have any context, and they can't connect with what you're talking about. Sometimes they really don't care. And sometimes um, you're just you, sometimes you're just talking and don't even feel like you need to be heard. That's called venting, right? I want to just sit here and talk and I don't want you to give me any input. And uh, unless, of course, okay, so let me back up a second. Um, the one time that uh, you, you might want to feel heard is when you are feeling hurt and you uh, want someone to soothe you. And I remember many, many years ago, I was barely in metaphysics, I think, and I, I had some incident at work and I was still into dramas back in my 30s and I was still really into drama. And something had happened at work and so I called up a friend and I'm dialing, this was dialing, and I was going to call and get her perspective. And as I was dialing the last number, I realized <laughs> that I wasn't calling her to get her perspective. I was calling her for her to tell me I was right. And I laughed at myself and I actually hung up the phone because I had to go think about what I was doing. So I was listening to myself and I heard myself. I heard what I was doing. So what do we have here? We have listening to the outside world. We have people listening to us, but we also have that dynamic of listening to ourselves and hearing what we're doing inside our own heads. All of this is, is important. It's probably, I mean, yes, we see things, but it's what we hear that we make so many judgments on. I can watch somebody do something and I can make up all kinds of stories about what they're doing and why, but when they start to speak, then I get more context and I can do all kinds of stuff with that context. And yes, every word we say is a story. Everything we do is story. Story is not bad. It's how we use story of whether the story is positive or negative or whether it's helpful or not helpful. But think about the times when you have said something that was important and you could see people looking at you and you felt like they were listening to you, but later they off went off with their own stories and you absolutely did not feel heard. They didn't get what you meant. They didn't get what you were saying. And then you get mad at them. Well, I'm not going to know. Okay. I'm not going to accuse you of getting mad at them, but we get in frustration when we don't feel heard. We get in frustration when someone takes what we say and spends another story about it or doesn't relate to it or doesn't seem like they care. And then when I get into that place, I have to stop and say, well, okay, but what was, how was I listening? What was I hearing? Did these people that I told this whatever to say things back to me? And did, how did I hear that? How did I uh, listen? How, what did I do with that inside my own head? What kind of story did I spin? 
Now, obviously, none of us are capable of being completely objective. So even what I'm saying right now is going to go into your mind in many, you know, each person who hears this is going to have a different take on it. They're going to listen differently. They're going to hear it differently. You might be listening while you're doing something else. You might be um, hearing it because you're sitting very, very quietly and you're really taking it in. So this means that we not only um, need context for whatever it is we are hearing or listening to, we also have different modes of listening. We have that listening when we're multitasking. We have that listening when we're sitting quietly and being just really engaged with the person. I know people who can't even do that. They always have to be something else, be doing something else. They can't just sit there and listen So where am I going with this? I don't really know. But I think what I'm trying to get at is that understanding how we listen and how we hear or how we listen and then what we hear from, you know, the input. So right now, let's say listening is input. Hearing is understanding and comprehension and integration of the idea. Becoming aware of how you listen and what it takes for you to actually hear something and integrate it are really useful exercises because when you get your own listening, hearing in perspective or you, or, or you know how you work with it, you probably will be a better communicator and also a better listener to yourself and to other people. And maybe the place to start is listening to yourself. You know... I, I, I talk a lot uh, because obviously that's my job. I, I give talks, I run groups, I do this podcast. Talking is a lot of what I do. And there are times when I know I'm just talking and every once in a while I'll actually hear what I'm doing. I'll actually hear what I'm saying. Now, of course, most of the time when I really get brought up short, when I hear myself is when I am unhappy and I'm expressing that unhappiness. And then I hear myself. And then once I hear what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, I have to go back in and look at what's going on inside my head and how my, first of all, why am I upset? Um, why am I, am I triggered and reacting the way I am? And what can I do about that? And am I blaming other people or not? And if I am blaming other people, then I get to look at, okay, why am I blaming other people instead of just dealing with this? So listening and hearing have everything to do with that inner dialogue that we have going, because we need to be aware of, of what we're saying to ourselves. So listening and hearing are not necessarily physical acts. And we talk about listening because we're we're listening with my ears, but our ears only bring in the vibration. Our brains are, are the ones that do all the interpreting. And so it's important to understand what, where you are, what you're doing in anyone's situation, what you're listening to, how you listen, and then what it takes for you to hear what you have listened to, what it takes for you to integrate what it is that has come your way. I think we get in the habit of of dismissing a lot of what we listen to, a lot of that input, because there's so much of it now. 
you know, we've got music, we've got traffic, we've got, I mean, just the whole world. It's a, it's a den. And of course, I live in a fairly quiet place compared to somebody who might live in New York City. I can't even imagine, I'm a Western girl, so I can't even imagine how noisy it must be there. And what I consider horribly noisy is probably quiet. So again, it's about perspective. I don't think listening and hearing are ever objective, not completely. Once you've got the information in there and you can sort through it, you can step back and find some objectivity. But as it's coming in, it's hitting our emotions, it's hitting our feelings, it's hitting our, our beliefs system, it's hitting all of that, and it's bouncing around in there. And you know, I think all of these conversations I have with you come back to telling, suggesting, stop, listen, pay attention. Take two minutes to just not do anything or think about anything. And then when it comes to this listening thing, this hearing thing, I think it's the same, the same idea is like, um, I have read emails before and I've read them one way and I've got, okay, fine. And then I walk away from them and I come back and I reread them and all of a sudden they say something completely different. So even if it was written in an email, I'm still hearing it. I'm still listening to it because I'm listening to the voice in my head. Listening to the voice in my head can be helpful when I am calm and focused and spirits working through me. Listening to the voice in my head when I'm out of sorts, when I'm out of balance, is not so good because that out of balance voice is probably just not really happy and is spinning all kinds of stories that aren't very useful. That's not the kind of thing I want to hear and integrate. That's the kind of thing I want to turn to. I don't want to tune it out. I want to say, okay, I don't want to listen to you anymore. I don't agree with you. Go away. Cultivating deep listening which would translate into deep hearing and integration, is a practice. It's, a, it's something that may come naturally to some people, but I think most of us need, need to work on it a little bit because, again, it's partly because we're distracted, partly because we're all, to some degree or another, self-involved. So when someone is talking there's this tendency for us to be listening, but what we're really doing is we're formulating our response or formulating what we think about it um, in the, the back of our minds, or we might even be doing a shopping list if the person's like really boring, in which case you're kind of stuck. But I have practiced really listening to someone that I thought was really boring. And when I really started to listen to them, I started finding some interesting points. Not that that lasted a really long time, but it's, it's a good exercise. Play with it. In fact, maybe that would be a really good thing, way to deal with someone who is boring you to tears and you can't escape for the moment. Try really listening and, and see if there's something that they're saying that's beyond what, what you're not getting. But this isn't meant to be instructions on how to deal with a boring conversation. Think about how... You listen to your spouse, your partner, your children, the people you are closest to, because those are the people we sometimes only partially listen to. We're so used to them. We're so used to hearing their voice. We're so used to that, that same conversation that you have about, you know, whether the dishes are done or whether something else has happened or how the kids are doing. We're so, we get so used to each other 
and we use the same phrases with each other when we are living together or spend work together really closely that we don't always hear each other anymore. So, so taking that step back and looking at the person instead of turning away and doing something else while they're talking, because yeah, yeah, I've heard it before. What would happen if you stopped for a moment, looked at the person, watched them talk, and listened to the actual words they were saying? How might that change your response, your reaction, or your um, understanding of what's going on with them? You know, I, I, I joke with my husband that I have to say something to him at least three times before he actually hears me. And I'm used to it because I, I do know that that's the way he processes. If we go past three times, then I sit him down and, um, well, no, that's wrong. I don't sit him down. I ask for us to sit down and have a real face-to-face conversation. And oftentimes that makes the difference because he will then hear what I'm saying in a different way and he will get it. So I think hearing is like getting it, right? It's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, I hear that now. What the person does with it after that is a whole other matter. But this listening and hearing dynamic is so very, very important that I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's important. And so I'm going to just keep talking about it. How do we learn how to listen? How do we learn how to, I don't know if we can learn how to hear. I think if we learn how to listen, how to stop and allow the input to come in and settle and turn off that inner voice that is either writing that shopping list, um, trying to come up with a, a response before the person's even finished talking, or judging what they're saying. If we could turn down the inner voice, and I think that's where we start, turning down the inner voice so that we can listen Because if I'm sitting here thinking about myself while you're telling me that your world is falling apart, I'm not going to be of very much help to you because I'm going to hear your words. Yeah, but I'm not going to understand what's really happening for you. And so I have to set aside all of that, that judgy stuff, all that, those things I just mentioned. And it's sort of like, you know, send the inner voice into the quiet room for the moment, you know, send it off to color sit yourself down to really listen and not feel like you have to fix anything, not feel like you have to come up with any judgment, to simply let the words come in and not be afraid that if, if they trigger your own emotions. A lot of times I think we don't listen well especially in personal situations, is because we don't necessarily like what we're going, what we think we're going to hear. We uh, feel defensive. We feel like, uh, well, we're just afraid of whatever emotions are going to come up. But if we can turn off the little voice, again, send it off to color somewhere, and hear the words, hear what the person is saying as what they're saying, that it doesn't really have anything to do with you personally. It's what they're saying. It's coming from them. It's their stuff. And simply take it in and then go away and see what you heard. 
Separate it out. Listen and then hear. Now, you might be wondering how you can do this. And um, I have a little practice that I have started recently. And unbelievably, it's harder than you might think. One day I was playing some music and before I sat down to do a podcast or write something, I don't remember what it was. And I often do this. I will just play one song, just one, especially for a podcast, because obviously I can't have music going in the background. So I will just play one song and then start my doing my recording. And the other day, a few months ago, actually, I let the song play and then I started to click it off. And I realized that there was just a little bit more to go with the song. And so I sat there and I listened to it. And I realized how often, well, no, how rarely I ever listened to a song to the very last note. And so now I have this discipline, and I'm not, I mean, as a practice, it's a discipline is when I listen to a song, especially when I'm listening to a specific song in order to get myself into a place where I can do some of my spiritual work, I listen to the, until the very last note fades. I cannot tell you sometimes how hard that is. The song's over. I want to go. I want to go do the next thing. Making myself sit there and listen to the very last note changes everything for me in that moment because I had to pull myself back and listen and hear. I love doing this. I love, and, and it's also amazing how often I forget to do it. And then I have to go back and listen to the whole song again. Well, I don't have to, but that's what I'm doing. I'm making myself learn to listen to the very last note of the song until it fades. And I'm loving it. It is, it is, I think on some level, helping me start to listen to other people better. And I probably wasn't a horrible listener to begin with, but um, again, all of these judgy things we do about with each other um, is that how well do I listen? How, how, how much do I hear of what they're saying? And therefore, how much help can I be to somebody when I um, am kind of distracted? And this practice of listening to the very last note helps you learn how much your attention wavers. And now, of course, there is a downside to this, because now when I'm in my car listening to the radio, they usually don't let you listen to the very last note because they're already there with the next song or the next whatever it is they're promoting. And honestly in the car while you're driving is probably not the best place to do that sort of inner stopping and listening to the very last note because focus really should be on your driving. So, uh, but I'm just noticing, I'm just, what I'm saying is I'm just noticing now that I'm starting to have this other practice and I'm becoming so aware of how we gloss over what we're hearing. We gloss over the end of the song. We gloss over you know, conversations in the grocery store, we gloss over, hi, how are you? I walk into the, uh, the office and we all say hi to each other and, and, and go, you know, to do our work or whatever. And how much of that have we really heard? You know, the, everybody says, hi, how are you? And we go, I'm fine. And unless someone's voice is really different, we don't hear what they're saying. We take so much for granted and 
we have to take some things for granted for sure, because we can't be looking at every single detail every day of our lives because we have to just keep moving on. At the same time, learning to listen, learning to then discover what you've heard and what you've understand are really, really good practices because it helps you understand your world better, but it also, and most importantly, helps you understand yourself better. And the more you understand yourself, the more you will begin to realize what a wonderful, amazing spiritual being you are and how spirit works through you whether you call it spirit or God or intuition or the force, whatever you call it, when you are practicing your listening, practicing your hearing, you will become more in tune with your inner self, the real self, that spark of the divine that lives, moves, and has its being in you and expresses in the world in so many beautiful and wonderful ways. And think about this is when you listen well, when you hear well, you then become an outward expression of that inner divine being. And that's what we're all here for. We are all here to shine the light of the love and the light of the one true source, the one true energy. I wish you a blessed, wonderful, heartfelt, well-listened to and well-heard week. Thank you for listening today. Discovering Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center. If you enjoyed our discussion and feel inspired to support us, you can go to slcworld.org forward slash donate. And now, until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the son and daughter of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.